0: Everybody, this is Scott, Greg, and Zach. Another round of Behind the Message this week. Just to, just to give you a little window into our life, I don't, I don't know if you've ever had an internet provider just rob you of soul and being. We're just, just talking about how uh, the joy of the Lord, the peace of Jesus can surpass all understanding, but the curse of... This is sponsored by Comcast,
1: is, uh... <laughs> anyway No, this is sponsored by U.S. Internet, or whatever the opposite of Comcast is.
2: <laughs> but, hey, we're, um... Hi, this is Sarah with Comcast. How may I help you? <laughs> oh, everything looks good on our end. Uh, it's probably your problem. Uh, oh, so hold on, uh, call back, uh, two years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're, uh... We're excited about doing another round of behind the message and uh, talking a little bit about where, what we go through, what we talk about, what builds our foundation behind the message. Little update on what's going on in the Corner Church world. If you are part of our community or uh, interested in being a part of our community, we have uh, a couple things going on this this weekend. We have a newer, newer dinner um, that just welcomes an opportunity to hang out with our pastoral staff. There's information about that on our website. Um, We also have our connection groups can't say enough about our connection groups relationship. Uh, It doesn't just happen because you hang out with, a person uh, an hour a week during a church service. We, we try to be very relational, conversational in our services, but still it's, it's important to take it to the next level. So if you haven't checked those out already, again, they're on our website and uh, registration is an important thing. Connection group leaders love to know if they're going to have five or 30 people coming to their their group so they can prepare. So excited to talk with you today.
2: what we doing? Oh, man.
1: <laughs> this is going to be an interesting one.
2: Where are we at, Matthew?
0: We've been talking about culture for the last month in our, in our services. Uh, we started off by just introducing some uh, concepts of culture, uh, the idea of being counterculture, building culture in a Christlike way as opposed to a non-Christlike way, which can be uh, vindictive or angry or manipulative. And then we moved into uh, seeing culture as something that uh, we as the body of Christ are, not just as a church or an organization. Culture not being something that we pass through, but what we are. I think when we talk about church culture, it's so easy to say, yeah, that's a really friendly church, and that's a really big church, and that's a very diverse church. And in that third-person conversation, we forget that we're a part of culture. So We talk about local do you want to, we, we probably could review
1: these things a little bit. Yeah, just probably quick, I yeah. guess. So We're running short on time today, too. That's the other aspect. So if we talk
0: a little extra fast on top of each other, <laughs> yeah. this is really
2: behind. So what happens message. when Comcast ruins your life. We'll just talk really fast, and then we'll slow the track down a lot. It'll be <laughs> our longest good. podcast that's ever. That's yeah. great.
1: Uh, but we talked about... So the first week, I always get these out of local. local. And uh, we talked about seeing the people around you. We really... Dove into this concept of uh, who is better equipped to meet the needs in the people that you're surrounded with every day, and uh, it's probably you and probably the people close closest to them. And not that they have some superpower, not that they have some extra money or innate ability to like meet needs and heal and do all these things, but knowing is a big step, and and you, you know the people around you, and you know your the needs of those people better than anybody else. Together no no, early or um, local early. early
0: together early that all the of fo- us early the focus of moving from a <clears throat> a moment when we need God or us to be a superhero to swoop in, and when all hope is lost, meet a need instead uh invest invest early in people, love care, meet needs early and It's interesting in our conversations that what comes out in that early looks a lot like relationship. And uh, relationship is hard to measure, whether it's being successful or if it's failing or if it's... uh, Because if we use emotion in that, like, I really like them today, and that may not necessarily mean that you're building a relationship, or you may say the opposite. Things have been really, really hard lately, and that may mean you are really investing early, but... (laughs) It's important to build relationship early so that when you're somebody in your world, in your local, is in the midst of crisis or challenge, uh, early isn't gonna universally circumvent that where no one has a struggle anymore, but rather it's great to not have to introduce yourself to the people in your local as you uh, come in and, and meet their need, build relationship with them. So today we bring together to the table and, uh, in local, uh, the, the phrases that we've used in these is that local, it's important to invest in people to love and care and disciple people that are outside of your local, but don't do it at the cost of your local. So you can invest in people f- million miles away that you'll never see. That's important. We should do that, but don't do things that are, uh, far away at the cost of the most local. And then we talked about, you know, it's important to be uh, meeting needs when it's dire, when it's acute, when it's the worst case scenario. But don't purely focus on that at the cost of the loving and caring, investing in people early. And uh, today, the with together phrase, it's we can love, care for, disciple people on our own, but don't do it on your own at the cost of doing it together as a community. And that's a faith statement saying that what we can do alone has value, But what we can do together is greater or better.
1: I would say of the three, so we keep bringing back this this Petri dish thing where what is introduced is allowed to grow. And local and early, I feel like we're early in introducing those things. I feel like there's parts of Corner Church and our church culture that has done those things, but I, I don't feel like there's been a good, a huge emphasis on it. But I do feel like together is something that has been really emphasized over even the last five years at corner um i think we as a pastoral team the the three of us we get together all the time because we believe in this idea of together and we live that out and we have three communities that get together and share resources and share uh ministry time together and serve one another and and we live out this togetherness
2: through those things i'm just counting in my brain how many togethers we're saying because we're saying a lot of togethers
0: it's a drinking game (laughs) (laughs) yeah coffee sip
2: there's a the thing about together is that we have a culture that a lot of times says it's important for us to be independent and make sure we you know pursue our passions and that we decide what we enjoy and we have to you know make a name for ourselves but the togetherness that we're going to look into is really a picture of service and humility a lot of times and true vulnerability true intimacy where we're allowing people into our world other people are allowing us into theirs and this togetherness is very much a system of people choosing to live deep with one another Uh, that can really fly in the face of our culture that we're used to that says let people in but only to a point mm. and you know let people help you with things but only to a point hmm. that oh, that really like that's a
1: good point because it really makes me think of like my dad growing up he really like hammered into the, me the importance of self-reliance that i have mm. to be able to take care of my own stuff and do it and and i almost have a little bit of pride in that that i recognize in myself of like Yeah, you know, Kelsey and I were able to buy a new car and uh, just like my life, it's easy to look at my, it's mine and be reliant on myself and be proud of the things that are going well in that. And uh, I don't know, the more I learn about church and what the Bible says about church, the more I I start to look at that pride as something I need to work through and something not, not to be glorified, but something to... Man, am I robbing people because I'm so self-reliant, I wonder. And
0: and robbing, even specifically robbing soft too.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Zach, you wrote, we have mega notes most weeks. We have so much stuff. And uh, Zach, you wrote down some ideas about how church or Christians, you have some thoughts about how church and Christians have really screwed up the together thing, thinking about the cost of denomination or cost of division because of different theology perspectives or belief systems. And uh, I mean, what what do you, I mean, what, what is coming to mind as you write down that stuff about the, how disappointing our division is, what, what drives you to write about that?
2: Yeah. I think for me, there's uh, most people who grew up in any kind of church culture could probably point something out and see that it was divisive, Mm -hmm. Uh, most of us could look through our own history and see points where people above us made the wrong choices. And, you know, even if they had good intentions, did things that actually created division. And for me coming out of that, I had a lot of moments of, uh, really just kind of lobbying those things at the people in my past who had done it. And rather than evaluating it for just a system. And so what I don't want to do is, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Oh, here's this bad culture experience where, you know, people were divisive and unity didn't happen. That means Christianity can't work or that means community can't work. I think that there's a moment where simply if we as people decide to pursue the things that we want and we do it at the cost of other people, it's, it's going to cause division. And what we see in the gospel is just the opposite picture. Um, and I'm trying to look into what I even wrote, but um, the lack of unity, I think, is the the main thing that I see as our problem as a culture. When we see these moments where uh, we should be unified and we're really just divided, it uh, reminds me of Paul's writing when he's talking about, you know, You have all these issues that come up and don't these things just show that you guys are already defeated, uh, that you've completely missed this picture of unity. Hmm. Um, And I think it's just worth addressing that we would really look into it for ourselves. Do I claim to follow Christ? Do I claim to want to pursue things like local and early together? Do I say these are important, but then I have complete disunity with my wife or mm-hmm. the friends closest to me in community
0: which is the ultimate of local right
2: yeah yeah and that's not to, that's not to accuse anybody that's just i think that's a reality for a lot of us and i think it's worth calling out in ourselves and really questioning if i'm at odds with the people closest to me? Am I really living in the life that I could be living in? Uh, The unity that we see in Jesus and his disciples is really powerful that he could have had a lot of moments of falling outs and choosing to just be accusatory. And he led well and his disciples followed really well. Uh, We see this picture in Acts of the church coming together and everybody giving what they had to one another. Uh, we, we don't do that in culture. I don't do that. Sometimes there's those few moments where I give something out of my abundance or even lack. And I feel, Oh, I did such a great job, but, uh, man, I'm, I'm missing it. If I think that it's about me feeling that way, the, the mm-hmm. believers in the first century, they, they spent their lives on one another and for one another and with one another. Mm-hmm. And, uh, how can we do that better? If it, if
0: it was about feeling good, Ananias and Sapphira would have lived. Yeah. <laughs> and here's a group of people, too, uh, husband and wife, that did the facade, the, the feel-good moment of saying that they gave so much, and they really were just building themselves up. and Read the story. Uh, they dropped dead. I, one thing that just keeps coming to mind and just as a baseline, again, talking about behind where we go and in introducing together to culture, reaffirming this introduction to culture being together, is that I think all of us have grown up with a uh, teaching of baseline acceptance of who you're allowed to play with, partner with, work with, and uh, this, um, you know, when when you're a little kid and uh, you're oblivious to the fact that uh, your friendships are being arranged or there are some (laughs) friendships that are not... uh, you're not, you know, you're not going over to their house. Well, we're always busy. It's so weird. Why we're always busy when it's that that birthday party or that house? But when, when you grow as an adult, you know, you can draw, you know, simple lines maybe and say that, you know, I will partner with Christians and I will not with non Christians. And uh, thinking that, in, in most most of the time, the mindset says that, oh, that's a very simple way. That 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 helps. That's really good. But then the complexity of what that means where people are in faith, if you see Christianity as uh, a completion moment, as opposed to a directional process, a lifetime directional process, um, we're only left with people that we can't partner with. Hmm. And uh, we're going to ask some, some questions. You know, the bad question is, you know, we have this: two questions that a bad one. And this is the like good. my favorite part of this, <laughs> what you have written down here
1: today. It's, the, this is a trick. It's a trap.
0: It totally is a trap, which I I'm okay with. <laughs> but you can ask the question: Do you think that uh, you are better than the people around you? And who would say? You, well, yes, I am a bit better, but no no one's going to say that. But the the good question is: How is your initiative to work as a team affected by others' shortcomings? And so, yeah, other people's issues or other people not falling into the. Uh, whatever your threshold of people that you would partner with, uh, whoever's under that threshold, uh, how is that affecting you as working as a team? Zach, you mentioned Jesus. I mean, the disciples, it, it is beautiful. But part of its beauty is that I feel like all of them were under Jesus' threshold.
2: <laughs> yeah, they all sucked,
0: really.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And then the flip side of it is, is the bad question is, uh, are there people that you are uh, better than?
1: No, are there are people that are better. Oh, than there you? are people
0: that are better than you. Sorry, other people that are better than you, and you know the the real humble person. Of course, there are people that are better than me. But how is your um, your intention or your initiative to work as a team affected by your shortcomings? And so, uh, if if we're called to work together, uh, we can talk more about. I mean, I can always talk about Paul's perspective of the body, the body
2: of Christ. But I don't think I've ever heard you talk I, about I, the body before. But, Scott takes every opportunity to talk about the body. Of the body, it's good. The body. No, it's good. It's. A, Can you it's see a, it? It's a real thing. <laughs>
1: um,
2: but, <This>
0: hand. <laughs> well, I'll get there. Hank, give me just give me a few minutes. But, how is my initiative to work together to be together affected by my shortcomings and other people's shortcomings? And I feel like um, my shortcomings and other people's shortcomings is the message of Jesus, the message of Paul. This thing is that don't let that, it, it, it will make it complex, but don't let that mess up your intentions or your, yeah. your initiative, excuse me, your initiative to do it. I just, I've got so many issues and I feel like God is going, great, that's why I need you to work together. They have so many issues, Great. That's why I need to work together. I don't know if we can make a good team. God goes, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. You're made to be together.
2: Yeah. There's this beautiful picture of that in Mark, the account of Jesus' resurrection and his followers after the fact. And Jesus appearing to the people, the 11 disciples, as they were eating. They, up to this point, had heard other people saying, Jesus is back to life. He's risen. And they said, no, there's no way. And uh, Jesus comes to them. As they're eating, and he rebukes them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen, and then immediately sends them out, saying, You know, go into the, all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Um, here's all these signs that'll accompany those who believe. You'll drive out demons, speak in new tongues, pick up snakes, all these crazy things. And uh, what a beautiful picture that. Oftentimes we might look at Jesus in relationship with him and think if he were to come and rebuke us for our lack of faith or our refusal to believe certain things, he would then say to us, here's your action plan that you need to step into, Uh, make sure you get to this point and then we'll we'll come back to this, we'll then send you out. But he goes right from the rebuke (laughs) into the sending saying, you've missed this, but you're still my plan. And I still believe in you. I still am choosing you. Go into all the world. Uh, Such a beautiful picture that he doesn't hold us back because of our lack of belief, our lack of faith. He wants us to grow, I believe, but he doesn't hold back his plans.
0: The tension, though, is that from early on, at least in probably all of our school experience, like the group project is... We all know there's one person who does all the work. There's three deadbeats. There's somebody who just is, is playing games and somebody who doesn't show up, whatever. There's all these things. And we see Jesus, you know, interacting this way, showing the issues. We have to have an internal resolve. Something has to change in us that would give us... help us answer this question. Why would anyone work as a team where everyone has shortcomings?
2: Yeah.
0: And like a good pastoral moment is to go, listen, people, we are one body. We're going to do this together. We're going to reach our world. Let's do it. And uh, unless every part of the body, every part of the body of Christ says, you know what? We all have shortcomings, but it's worth working together even though we have shortcomings. It's a mute point. And so... I, I I struggle with that. <laughs> I, I've i done some stuff on my own.
1: <laughs> yeah. Scott's the person that says, we're all going to meet at 7 a.m. to set up, and then we get there at 7 a.m., and Scott's like, I got here at 6, and, and it's, it's done.
2: Sorry, right, I just woke up at 3, I couldn't uh, go back to sleep.
1: But it's <laughs> okay, you've gotten
2: better.
0: <laughs> it, I mean, that, that is a, that's one of my shortcomings, but why... why it's sometimes, especially the more complex, the reality. It parenting, or uh, loving a, a neighbor, or, or even so a need that is beyond anybody's singular ability, like feeding the homeless. You know, why would we work together as a team, even cross denominationally, or even really scary? Why would we work as a team with people that aren't Christians, overcome the shortcomings in order to work together? And I would say that most of the time. Uh, I would say I I don't know I don't know why we should <laughs> I don't know why yeah and it'll together will never happen unless I work through that
2: yeah
1: and then you turn to First Corinthians 12, 12 yeah. through twenty six and Scott do you want me to goes, talk about it <laughs> you I want to talk about it
2: <clears throat> so I love tell us a little bit about 1 Corinthians r- what's Paul talking you tells
0: about One about Corinthians <laughs> 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 I, it's it's Paul has a re- repeated theme in his writings. Uh, Romans 12, on Ephesians 4, on 1 Corinthians 12. The, we think of 1 Corinthians 13 as like the Paul writing the wedding text, love chapter. And the foundation, it wasn't intended just to be read at weddings. It was intended to be the body of Christ or be the church. And I feel like, just like these guys groan at me, I feel like Paul had one illustration that he thought was really cool. And uh, he would be speaking, sharing a story. He's the
1: youth pastor that speaks the same message, same illustrations at
0: every (laughs) camp. I know it. He's that, everybody get up on this chair. Try to pull me down. (laughs) Now I'll try to pull you up. See? Yeah, that was... (laughs) That's Arnold Schwarzenegger as a youth pastor in the 80s. Pull me up. Uh, Everybody get to the chopper. <laughs> Do it now. Jesus wants you to. <laughs> I will put you in the chopper. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Well, Paul, I feel like as he was talking, he would be like speaking. Ex- well, I don't know if he did speak expressively because somebody, as he was, one time when he was speaking, fell out of a window because he fell asleep
1: and died. <laughs>
0: But Paul would all of a sudden see his hand pass in front of his face, and he would go, it's like a hand. The body of Christ is like a hand. And he shares these two paradoxes in the body. He says, listen, a, a hand can't look at a foot and go, I'm not a foot. I'm worthless. I'm not a foot. And it, that doesn't mean it's separate from the body. We, we need each other. At the same time, a hand can't say, I wish we were all hands. If we were all hands, we would make it. And that's not how a body works either. We all have to be different. And uh, so why would we work through our shortcomings to do things together? It's because we have to have a a, a deep and complete understanding that I'm incomplete without other people Mm -hmm. with shortcomings as well. And uh, I, you know, that it is a good illustration because, you know, Uh, How freaky is a, a part of the body that tries to exist on its own or a part of the body that thinks that it can do it without everybody else or thinks that they're inferior? It is. We are all in need. And
2: uh I just imagine a hand doing everything that the rest of the body should do, like trying to walk on a hand or like thing. a hand. Sm- don't you remember? Oh, thing? yeah. Yeah. But think about instead of using your teeth to eat, yeah. to chew up food, you just always are smashing it and then you put it immediately in your mouth and just swallow. You don't even use your teeth to eat. That's so weird.
1: I just think of the hand from the boss of the Super
2: Smash Bros. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that hand can do anything. Yeah, that's a good hand. Yeah, that's a good hand.
0: That must be a generational thing, because I have no idea what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> it's one of the Atari games. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: but Philippians,
0: Paul, he, he says, I thank my God every time I think of you. He's introducing this letter, uh, writing to the Church of Philippi, and he has this moment where he says, I'm so thankful when I think of you. I'm filled with joy when I think of you, because, verse five, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And uh, so there's this declaration of partnership, and then this is the, in spite of insufficiencies or faults, verse six. Being confident of this, he is we who began a good work in you will carry out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And uh, I think you know, Paul had a lot of issues. I think Paul was a lot more refined at the end of his life than here he is in Philippians, and he's going, man, I'm so thankful. I'm overwhelmed. I'm in jail. I'm tired. I'm uh, alone, but I'm just filled with joy when I think of you because of our partnership. And uh, our partnership isn't a declaration that I'm perfect or you're perfect, but I believe that God is going to carry on this process until the end. And I'm so glad we get to do this together. And uh, I can go, oh man, who's going to do this with me? No, no, no. (laughs) Maybe they're too busy. They're already doing other stuff no, 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 I don't know, they're too annoying, or they have too many issues, all this stuff. It's, it's, it's so easy, and I, I think it, Paul wasn't saying that the Church of Philippi was perfect, or that he was perfect, he was saying that uh, we have partnership, and God's going to continue to work in us to the end. Yeah,
1: I think of, like, the. this may be a stupid metaphor, but I just think of, like, a puzzle, and, like, it's it's broken apart into a million pieces. And it's not until all those things come together that you can see the beauty that hmm. is that thing. And I think that's the view of the church. And I think it starts with like, wh- what does it say? How, how do people know that we're followers of Christ? It's by the way that we love one another. Mm-hmm. And it, it really starts and hinges on that. We can't, we can't hate a part of our body and then expect to work with it. Mm-hmm. It starts with our perspective yeah. of each other. And yeah. uh, we have to draw in closer to that. We have to find love each other in spite of our differences so that we can be the full picture of who Christ is supposed to be in our world.
2: Yeah. The love chapter, I mean, we, we save it for weddings, but I think it's a really good thing to reflect on. Culturally and as a community, on a regular basis, that what does love really look like when it plays out, mm-hmm. especially with the people who we would naturally look at and say, "I don't want to work with them." Uh, this whole idea: love is patient, love is kind. There's no envy, there's no boasting, no jealousy, no pride. Uh, it's never rude. Doesn't seek its own. Uh, it always rejoices in the truth. All these things that love is and uh when we don't embody those in community when we're not together it can be real easy to make excuses but if we're really in christ i think if we're missing that it's good to say whoa am i missing something here because i just think we're missing out on the fullness of life that we can actually experience together if we're willing to go to that place
0: isn't i mean if if love was about personal perfection and the other person's personal perfection this would first Corinthians 13 would be this picture of like now that you've entered in it just bask in your infatuation for each other yeah and uh, but instead love is patient why do I need to be patient because I have issues and so do they love is kind why does love have to be kind because I have issues and they have issues and we got to work through this and yeah. and uh, it, you know if there's anything that we can bring to the table Uh, This weekend is a a moment where people can truly wrestle with uh, their own barriers to working together, but then have a moment where they go, uh, "Is it worth it? Do I see that it's worth it beyond just being told it is worth it? Because outside of that, uh, it just it just won't happen."
2: As the greatest prophets of our time said in nineteen ninety two, "I don't care what they say. I don't care what you heard. The word love, love is a verb." (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> DC talk in case you were wondering uh, who the cool. greatest prophets of our time were. Sure. Yeah.
0: We've we've ended each of these local early together with, with prayers. Uh, I really do believe that God answers some prayers very quickly. Uh, if you would pray for patience, I think God will give you opportunity to be patient really quickly. If you pray for a million dollars, I don't think God is thrown into action. Uh, we prayed about understanding who our local is and prayed about understanding uh, or focusing on that we are an answer, like we're in God's ideal HR department for our local and uh, exposing that to ourselves. We Last week we prayed about <clears throat> um, in being early that you would focus and refine us in our local so that we can meet needs early. And then this week, just a challenging prayer, uh, God bring into focus the issues that hinder me from connecting to the body or being an important part of the body, and and help me see that I'm incomplete alone, mm. and uh, and that when I leave others alone, I'm leaving them incomplete. Help me see and process and work through that. I'm ending with, you know, God is. I think God will answer that prayer. And what happens in us when when God answers that that prayer?
1: Mm. Well, guys, I think that's that's where we're going to leave it today. Uh, I think this one was – I don't know. I had an easier job wrapping my head around this one than the last one, at least communication-wise. I feel <laughs> like I could say it better. But, uh, but yeah, I really – we believe in this togetherness. If you are in Minneapolis, we'd love for you to join us on a Sunday morning uh, and be a part and practice togetherness. If you are in a different part of the country or a different part of the world – uh, engage with your local church they're not perfect yep. the people are not perfect but it's the God's plan is for us to do faith together
0: yeah yeah what a great great challenge uh, I connect with people all the time that <laughs> it's funny how people would idealize any church that's not close to them okay. man if I lived there I would go to church with you guys <laughs> and uh, it's 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 strange that I mean, that's happening all over. If I only lived there, I would go to church there. There is nothing like that here. And uh, if they move to wherever that there is, it's probably the same story. And uh, there there are issues everywhere, and God is aware. And the prayer doesn't mean that doesn't need to be, God, fix everybody so that I can partner with them, or God, even fix me so that I can partner with them, but rather... God, help me realize that I'm incomplete and they're incomplete without me, even though we're all having issues and something. Anyway, thanks for hanging with us today. Uh, again, uh, follow us, comment. What do you do to a podcast?
2: You uh, <laughs> subscribe.
0: Subscribe. That's yeah. the word. If you to write it. in. If you would send <laughs> us a letter
2: uh, P.O. Box <clears throat> 313. If you
0: could put a stamp on a $14,000 check and just send it. Yeah.
2: Anyway. We'll send you a. A prayer (laughs) Kleenex that we all seized on. (laughs) Uh, Well, thanks. See you later, guys.